0: So many of us made big moves over the last few years, some internal moves and many external. It feels like everyone I know, including myself, has moved at least once in these times of working from home and reevaluating what life truly means and what is important for us. If it's my case, maybe you've moved four times. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know. Moving can be fantastic, it can allow for a sense of expansion, new opportunities, and the excitement of the unknown, but for us gardeners, it can be really stressful, as many of us might have moved to an entirely different garden zone, like my mom. Mama Faela and Father Fiala, that's what we're calling him, we introduced him on Instagram a few months ago, decided to fulfill their dreams of moving south to Florida after a life in New York to enjoy their retirement. And yes, this exciting move promised year-round sunshine, palm trees, and even living on a golf course, the ultimate dream. But it also meant that my mom, an expert gardener in Zone 7, has become a novice gardener again in her new, more tropical Zone 10. It's been a tremendous transition for her and I've marveled at her resilience and approach to this new season of life and this new climate to garden in. And I thought that her motherly advice on the practical and spiritual of changing seasons in life and moving locations as a gardener might serve many members of our community. So let's welcome Mama Paella back with open arms to Blue Mangrove Radio. Hello, hello, my plant friends. I hope you've had beautifully planty weeks. I certainly have. I am in Florida. I've been here for a week. By the time this episode airs, I'll probably have been there for about a month. Frankly, you might not know this. I I haven't been posting on Instagram that much because I've really just been enjoying the weather and time with my family. Florida is just the greatest. All of the houseplants that I work so hard to keep alive indoors in New York are just like thriving as hedges out here. It's ridiculous. There are pothos the size of my head just climbing my mom's hedges and their variegation is so gorgeous. I'm actually thinking of propagating some and bringing them back and pretending like it's a Thai constellation because they really look very similar. Billy and I are joking that we're part-time snowbirds because we came down for the month of November and we'll probably come down again for another month in the new year. And uh, it's really fun. And my family lives in Florida now with my sister as well. So it's been great to reconnect. Speaking of family and community, I wanted to welcome our newest Garden Party members, Thank you and welcome Dorothy P, Stephanie D, Brooke S, and Amanda B. They're our newest members in the Bloom and Grow Garden Party app. It is for both iOS and Android, and it's our community app off Facebook, algorithm-free, where you can make new plant friends, propagate your knowledge, and grow joy with friends. I like to call it the plantiest and kindest corner of the internet, and if you want to give it a try, we've got a free trial for you in the show notes. And speaking of the garden party and growing joy, I want to encourage you to give the gift of growing joy for the holidays. I hope you know by now that I wrote and released a book this year called Growing Joy, The Plant Lover's Guide to Cultivating Happiness and Plants. It's a self-help book, a self-development book for how to use plants to live a happier life. And for the month of November, we're running a program that if you buy two or more books as gifts. Basically, um, you can buy them for yourself or you can buy them for your friends. You'll fill out a form to show me that you bought them. And then I will send you free personalized book plates, which are basically stickers where I can write a personalized message and a free month membership to the garden party app for whoever you're gifting. And if you're a plant shop, if you buy 10 books, I'll give I'll go ahead and give you a free year to the garden party app to connect with other plant entrepreneurs. So the details are linked in the bio. But back to today's episode with Mama Fiella. I hope that you've listened to other episodes Mama Fiella has been on. Uh, her first episode was episode 20, all about tomatoes. She's been on talking about her New York garden. She was an incredible edible landscaper in New York and built an incredible garden in New York. She comes from this lineage of gardeners. She's been on the show multiple times. We'll link to her different episodes in case you want to hear more from her after this episode. But today we're talking about the practical steps that she took to move to a completely different climate, the transition that she went through, her struggles that she's gone through moving here, and how she's grappling, you know, a year and change. I think they've been in Florida now for two years or one, at least a year a year and change later. My mom gives great advice. She's everyone's mom. She's the Bloom and Grow radio community's mom, in addition to my mom. So we love having her on the podcast. And I hope that if you've moved, you are enjoying your new home and that my mom's tips help. So without further ado, here is Mama Faella. Welcome back to Bloom and Grow, Mom. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Maria. (laughs) It's been a while since we've had you on the show. You've been dedicated. You've received your Growing Joy dedication since we last spoke, and you've moved to Florida. I know. Uh,
1: Some of the biggest transitions in my life has happened this past year, and it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot, and it's been a wonderful lot. I mean, all good things.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought it would be interesting to talk, have you on the show this, this week to talk about the transition that you've been through as a gardener, because, you know... We've known you as Mama Faella, the Northern Italian gardener with your edible landscape. And now you're really going through a very big transition with your garden and kind of almost your identity as a gardener. And I think a lot of people have made big moves over the last couple of years, myself included. And there's a lot of struggle and change and transformation that goes alongside this, not just with our homes, but with our gardens and our plant collections. You know, it's an interesting thing in New York. Mm -hmm. Part of my identity was
1: being an extraordinary gardener. Yeah, definitely. It was creative. It was artistic. It was fruitful. It was um, productive. And uh, your therapy, definitely. And it was therapeutic, Mm -hmm. very much therapeutic. Um, Those two hours in the garden in the early morning or the two hours in the garden in the early evening were precious Mm -hmm. to, they were precious to your mind, to my body and to my soul. Mm -hmm. So we moved from New York to Florida and I have, you know, we had a, a move in between where I had this little condo, but I had this little strip of dirt that I successfully somehow grew some sunflowers out of. And then we moved to this beautiful home I have now that's on a golf course with palm trees. It's just gorgeous. And I'm struggling. I'm struggling here mm-hmm. um, because I thought, okay, I'll pull out my rototiller and I'll dig myself a hole the way I dug myself a hole in New York. I dug a hole of sand. I should have had a bucket <laughs> and, a, and a shovel because the dirt was different. So when you're talking about moving And moving your gardener identity and self, you really have to give yourself time, grace, and patience. You have to be open to failure because we moved from two different climate
0: zones. We moved from New York. I know your garden zone in New York was like six or something, maybe six A. Yeah. And then I don't know what the garden zone you're currently in. That's probably worth looking up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. All I know is you don't know, go it's by green. that kind of stuff. It's yeah. green. It's all lush. year long. Yes. It's green all year long. And there's lizards everywhere. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, you know what? The lizards don't even bother me yeah. anymore. They try to mate with me. They stick their gills out at me. They don't even bother me. I'm not crazy about the iguanas or the geckos that run on their back legs. Yeah, whatever dinosaur we <laughs> saw
0: yesterday. We saw a legitimate dinosaur I'm not running crazy around your about property. i them. But
1: I, I don't like iguanas. Yeah. I, I, there's a weird energy about iguanas. Yes. Yeah. I don't like them. I am very fearful of snakes. Mm-hmm. And I hear they live in Florida. Yeah. So I don't want to meet them here. So I'm being very careful, but I did pull out my rototiller Mm -hmm. and I did dig a hole and nothing grew, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why nothing grew.
0: Yeah. So let's zoom out for a minute. So New York, you grew so many edibles, you grew tomatoes, lettuce, zucchinis, the size of a quad. And, you know, New York is also filled with deciduous trees. We have fall. We have seasons. And now you've been transplanted into Florida, which genuinely feels like you've left the country, completely tropical climate. Like you said, we're looking, we're sitting in my mom's living room. We're looking at her pool, which has palm trees. It's freaking paradise here. But, you know, the, the plants that you were used to growing in the seasons that you were used to living in have dissipated and it can be really jarring. Yeah. So
1: in New York, we had luscious spring with flowers on every tree, pink flowers, white flowers, cone flowers, Mm -hmm. pink and white flowers. It was just beautiful. We had summer where I had an incredible garden because I planted in the spring and I planted in May and I had an incredible garden. We have fall when the leaves cut, change color and drop and everybody pulls their mums out and you know it's fall with mums and pumpkins and mm-hmm. things and then you have uh, you know a disney quiet. quiet. a disney i call it the disney winter you know the, yeah. the scary forest In the with, yeah it, the scary forest with no leaves on the trees it's gray everything mm-hmm. is gray so you're going to be gray for 3 months or 4 months maybe on a good day you'll get some snow and gray will turn to white but it's gray yeah <laughs> but you have different colors and you have a, a definite clear pattern of time. Here, time is endless. Yeah. It's green all year long,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all year long. So I can't feel
0: time. So in New York, you had four seasons, and in Florida, You don't. (laughs) We left New York to come visit you and it was freezing. It's actually snowing in New York right now where we live. And in Florida, it's 85 sunny, bright blue skies. And so, you know, you're really dealing with a completely different area. So how has that been for you? I would assume it's been a little disorienting because it's disorienting for me.
1: Um, It's very disorienting because Florida is evergreen all year long. New York We have our four seasons, Florida, you have one green season all year long. However, you can plant three times in Florida. You can plant September, one growing season is September to December. It's kind of cooler like today, it's 80 degrees pretty much every day. Then there's the December to May, which is another growing season and you can plant nice things. And then comes June to September, where you're not planting a lot of things successfully. But one of the things when you do move, I'm not sure if we've said this before, you really have to be very patient with yourself because it's extremely disorienting. And it's going to take you time to figure out where you are on this earth. You can read a book. And it's going to tell you there were three seasons to plant. But unless you're actually feeling it, feeling the season and feeling the sun and feeling if it rains every day between two and three, you actually have to experience your climate Mm -hmm. and experience what's crawling in the grass in the garden and experience the change in humidity, the change in Mm. humidity. I mean, we have a sprinkler system that goes off every morning and mm-hmm. waters our pl- the outdoor bushes and plants and stuff. But let me tell you, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, everything is screaming, water me, water me. Mm-hmm. And God hears it, and he sends a cloud, and it rains on everything yeah. because it just it's too hot in the summer. And nature will provide... Here we're lucky we have a lot of rain during the summer. 1 hour, not even an hour, maybe half an hour every day, but just when we need it most in those hottest part of the afternoon. But you have to feel it and you have to give yourself time to feel it and you have to give yourself and forgiveness to
0: fail because you're going to fail this yeah, first you're year. Definitely. And when you say time, I think it's important to say when you mean time, you mean years, not years. weeks. No, it's not. Cause weeks. like I can speak from personal experience moving from the city to upstate New York. I was so excited. My first year in upstate New York, I was going to do a whole garden. I was like going. So ham. I was going to start all my seeds. I was going to do all these things. And I didn't give myself any time to notice where the best sun on the property was. Correct. You know, in New York with the trees that where the leaves fall, I was tracking the sun in the throughout the winter time. The leaves then grew in the trees and there was shade where I thought there was sun. So thank God I grew in growbacks my first year because I could move the growbacks well, around.
1: I was a real idiot. The first two years mm-hmm. in our house in White Plains, we moved from Scarsville to White Plains, where my front yard had full sun yeah. all afternoon. And my backyard had the most giant oak tree. Yeah, beautiful oak tree. It had. It, it was a two hundred year old oak yeah. tree, and the the uh, trunk of the tree had to be five feet. Yeah, it was a two hundred year old tree, and of course in March out I was with that little rototiller right. and pitchfork, and we planted salad all over the backyard. Nothing grew. Mm-hmm. Because then the leaves came in, and it took me two years to figure out that there's shade in the backyard. Right. And I didn't even tune in to the fact that I had a sprinkler in the front and no sprinkler
0: in the back. I was, like, so stupid. But when I got it... Right. You put everything (laughs) in the front. But, But I think that's important. I think that a lot of people do what you and I did. Yeah. They move, and you're so excited to grow roots literally and figuratively in your new homes. And for you, you know, your connection to plants, obviously that first step is going to be, how can I garden and do all these things in my house? But then if you make those so many mistakes up front, a lot of people probably get really discouraged and then stop. I feel like it would be better and more sustainable if people give themselves probably a full year before they're really landscaping so you can see what these seasons look like. I mean, the thing with Florida that's been so eye-opening is, You don't understand how hot it is here in the summer until you get here and you literally step outside and you start sweating. You wilt. And if you plant something in March in Florida, where it's probably the coolest, that plant is likely going to fry or suffocate in the summer months. So to give yourself that time, and when we say time, we mean at least a year. At least a year. To observe your new surroundings and just be gentle with yourself because I totally relate to like wanting to go all in when you move, because it's what you can control. It's how you feel like you grow your roots and you, you know, but there are things that we, that we'll talk about that are ways that kind of, you're in like a transitional period, you know? So you can't think that you're going to start your garden. You're going to go from the way that you garden one place and then immediately start being as perfect as you were. You know, you knew in New York exactly when to do your tomatoes. You grew up with your, with your mom and your dad, my grandma and grandpa, they had two plots of land, one for their house and one for their garden. So you grew up with that in your blood, in your bones, knowing how to garden here. You can't expect having that level of expertise wait, in Florida now.
1: Oh, wait. And we had dirt in New York. Right. And you had we had rich, dirt in New York. Compost rich. Rich, dirt, yeah. compost, nutrient rich. laden, laden yeah. dirt yeah. in New York that you could mash in the backyard. Right. You could go to the dump and pick up free mulch. You could do all these great things. Florida, you, you pull that rototiller out, you got sand. Yeah. You got sand as far as you can dig, and it's dirty sand. It's yeah. not even beach sand. It's dirty sand. And you're not quite sure. It's so not now, inspiring. <laughs> it's not inspiring. But what it tells you is, okay, let's go buy some dirt. Right. Right. And I've never had to buy dirt before. This was something new for me, buying mm-hmm. dirt and buying compost and buying manure and buying all these things. And buying all these things, I have to bring them home from the store. I have to schlep them to the backyard where I'm going to put them. It's all very heavy work, whereas I took for granted all those years. I right, had how dirt simple it was.
0: <laughs> right outside my door. I also think, though, there's education and time that's going to say, okay, I have sandy, my soil down here is much sandier. I should start looking at more native plants right, correct. to fold in. Because I think going native, looking for native perennial plants is obviously what, you know, pollinating plants is is what everybody wants. But instead of trying to re- even try and recreate the dirt that you had upstate, figuring out, okay, how can I make this the best, more sandy soil? And then what plants do I pick that are going to thrive in that? Well, you got to be
1: adaptable to your surroundings. Mm -hmm. So I noticed everybody had orchids here. You could buy orchids for like $10 at the grocery store. They're everywhere. I noticed these orchids. They're very nice. People grow orchids on their tree trunks here. So I said, I'm going to do that too. So first I take the orchid, I let it bloom in the house, and then I plant it on my tree trunk. And guess what? It blooms mm-hmm. in three or four months on the tree trunk because orchids are basically weeds from the jungle that grow Yeah, on the tree trunk. Apophytic. That's so name. in order to learn about orchids, because I never did orchids in New York, I did go to the local botanical garden, the Mount, which is this great botanical garden, That has these incredible classes. I went to a two day class, two Saturdays. There were 75 people in the room. Everybody was very interested in all kinds of orchids. And this was not just the kind of orchids you buy in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And it was really a great education. And they taught us how to pot them and they taught us, you know, what, you know, it's not just marbles in a pot that you put an orchid root in. Mm -hmm. There's food, there's, Orchid different making. time of orchid mixture. Mm-hmm. And then there's, of course, the moss that everybody wraps everything in so you don't see the ugly dirt. But orchids do require nutrients, not mm-hmm. just. But they also grow. It's the craziest thing. They grow on your trees down here. So I did learn orchids.
0: Okay, plant friends, modern sprout... One of my favorite plant accessory companies is all about helping you experience the magic and ease of keeping plants at home. You know I love all of their investment pieces like their grow lights and the 3-liter watering can that I can't stop talking about and it's all over my socials, but today we discuss one of their most giftable and affordable options, ringing up for as little as $12.99, a perfect gift for the holidays, their incredible line of grow kits, which are reusable planters that use self-watering technology to make growing plants foolproof for the most inexperienced beginner or fun and easy for the advanced plant parent. They have a grow kit for every type of home, from the classic garden jars to the desert-inspired terracotta pots to sleek, tapered tumblers and a wide variety of seeds to grow, from herbs to flowers to even cacti and bonsai. They are the perfect gift for your kid's teacher, your friend, maybe someone that you want to get into growing plants, um, but you want to give them an easy way to start and get hooked, or they also make a tremendous hostess gift. Speaking of hostess gifts, the ones that I stockpile in my pantry are all of the different types of candles that Modern Sprout has. So they have their glow and grow candles, which is a scented candle that you burn down and then you plant up the corresponding seeds that come with it. It's so cute. We burn the glow and grow frosted forest scent all winter. It smells like spruce and it comes with spruce seeds to start indoors and then transplant when it warms up. I also love their rooted candles as hostess gifts because they come with real. Really pretty packaging and the candle is super sleek. So no matter what type of interior design style your hostess has, it'll probably fit right in. So plant friends, give the gift of Modern Sprout. They're offering a very special discount for Bloominger Radio listeners. Get 20% off your order with code growingjoy at checkout. So go to modernsprout.com slash joy to see my top gift picks for the holidays. Or go to ModernSprout.com, type in Growing Joy at checkout for 20% off. This offer ends December 31st. YouTube watchers in this podcast listening community, I know you know that I've recently updated my YouTube game over there on the Plant Tube, Plant YouTube, but I wanted to make sure you knew of another one of the original Plant Tubers and my friend Nick Pelleggi of Nick Pelleggi Plants. You might remember Nick as the guest on the podcast for the Peperomia 101 Care episode way back when. You got to scroll way down the feed to listen to that episode. But Nick is really known for his planty YouTube channel that has so much fun plant content, like plant care tutorials, planty styling tips, unboxings, tours. And I particularly love his top five or 10 lists of plants that he's currently loving or not loving. His collection of plants is so extensive. I feel like whenever I watch one of his videos, I always add a plant that I don't have onto my planty wishlist. But don't take it from me. Check him out on YouTube if you like watching YouTube by typing in Nick Paleggi, P-I-L-E-G-G-I, or go to youtube.com slash nickpelegiplants and subscribe. And you do a funny mixture with your tree orchids. You have Half fake <laughs> blooms and then half real orchids. So your trees are blooming with orchids at that's all I, times. I too can be evergreen. That's ever a classic green. Sandy, Fiala, I too file. can be evergreen. Yes, that's a classic Mama file move is to put some fake plants in the garden and then real plants. And yes. so the fake plants blend in. Okay. You have so, to buy a
1: really good quality silk orchid flower though. Right. And you put it right, right in, in the, the greens, right. the natural greens. Nobody
0: will ever nobody know. Nobody will ever know. No. So, Okay. Let's talk about practical. So, obviously, you made your move from New York to Florida. A lot of people listening probably didn't move. Maybe some have moved from New York to Florida, but maybe someone moved from Seattle to Australia. Maybe someone moved from Arizona to, you know, I don't know, Montana. So, let's zoom out. If you move, what are some things that you, and you just named one, things that you can do to prepare yourself to adjust to your new garden zone and climate? Number one, I think. You were so smart to find your local botanical garden. I did. And not only take classes, but walk around the botanical oh, garden it's... and see what plants are growing right. there because they've picked the, the best plants that right. can grow there. Right.
1: And you know what? They, they do do a very nice job here of um, grouping different types of plants together. So... There was a sunflower. They successfully Mm -hmm. grew sunflowers there, but they had all different sunflowers, many that I knew before because I too am a sunflower gardener. Mm -hmm. Um, But they grouped it together so you could see what actually works together. They have a pond area mm-hmm. with all the water plants. Mm-hmm. They have, I, I mean, I really like the Botanical Garden. It's not giant. You can walk through it in an hour. It's not giant like mm-hmm. the New York Botanical Garden. Yeah, we're spoiled, uh, but... But it's really quite, quite wonderful. And there's so much to learn there. So yes, find your local botanical garden once you get there mm-hmm. to see what they're growing. If you want to buy yourself a book, with the pictures. I like pictures and I like books. I know everybody now looks at their phone and think, I don't like that. I like to see a full color picture mm-hmm. of what's going to grow with the name underneath it. Because when you talk to your gardeners here, so we've had a gardener to come by and tell us, you know, someone has to mow my lawn. So they come and they tell me what I have growing. They use all the Latin words.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I have no idea what he's talking about. He's talking in Latin. Mm -hmm. Okay. I then have to go to my book and point and say, okay, now I got it. I say it out loud a few times. I say the syllables out loud a few times. I'm not as good as as (laughs) languages as you are, but I then have a familiarity with the plant. So get a book about local gardening if you can. I guess there are YouTube things you can watch.
0: Yeah, you could definitely YouTube it. But I think books are great. I think with gardens too, like you're going to keep going back to that book. I do think that's why I like books for garden for gardening, because you're going to go back time and time again. And to the that books have to have pictures. Yeah. No gardening book without pictures.
1: Yeah. Pictures. I want pictures. Definitely. And, you know, I found a great way to buy uh, gardening books you buy it in uh, used bookstores, mm-hmm. and you get these old books yeah. Yeah. that have the most gorgeous pictures, and those are like my library books. So anyway, that, and then you really have to pay attention. You really have to put your focus glasses on. When you're a gardener, no matter if you're an indoor gardener or an outdoor gardener, you are focused on your plant, your dirt, your sun, your light, you're focused on it. So now you move to this new place, focus on your sun. Do you have sun or not? Are you in the shade? Really important, really, really important. Your temperature, of course, comes with your sun. Mm-hmm. Focus on the plant, on the seed. Are you gonna do seeds? If you do seeds, you gotta also focus on the water. How many times a day you're going to have to water these babies Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get them to grow? And focus, is that the kind of gardener you want to be? Because you're a different kind of gardener at different stages in your life. This is a very important thing to, to remember. There are different stages in your life, different transitions you're going to go through, and you're going to change your whole gardening way. So... You're focused on your seed or your plant. You're focused on your sun and your weather. And focus on your time, too, because, you know, what took me two hours to do, I could plant 10 flats of impatience when I was 35 in two hours. I'm not planting <laughs> eh, not, not too many flats are going in <laughs> in two hours. Yeah. I could at 35 do 10 flats of impatience in two hours now, maybe one or two flats. So, you know, your time is a really important thing because if you don't put that proper time in that plant, yeah, you're going to not be that successful. And so you got to also offer yourself forgiveness for failing. And you Mm -hmm. might kill a plant or two or 10. I've I can't seem to grow herbs in Florida to save my life. Yeah. But if anyone knows how to, let us know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Come help my they mom.
1: Get too dried out. They yeah. die. I like I bring them home and I try to eat them as fast as I can so I don't have mm-hmm. to 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 make them live for six months and feel good.
0: But you're giving so much good insight. I just want to zoom back yeah, to zoom. make sure that we that we're getting them. So son, you were talking about wanting to focus on your son.
1: Yes, you're you're my, focusing
0: on the direction that the sun yes. and your house are facing in your yes. yard, you yes. have a backyard and a front yard. An interesting thing that we learned with Limey, your sun, it rise, uh, rises, obviously the, the sun east. rises in the East, but your backyard is full sun in the morning right? because your backyard faces the East and then is pretty much in complete shade in the afternoon because the minute the sun hits, uh, west southwest yeah it's true you know the midday um your ha- sun yeah it's a much softer sun which is good and bad depending on what you're planting and that limey's much happier yeah and you only figure that out it takes time with time also if you do move to a climate where leaves fall off the trees you need to give yourself those seasons to observe the sun in the winter and then observe the sun in the summer because the sun is going to be completely different if sun is you know right some people observe the sun for a year and then decide to take out trees or put in trees and manipulate the shade right. in the oh, sun right. for them. So that's the sun. So that's how you well, should. Well, I
1: manipulated by bringing them indoors. Mm-hmm. So uh, while I have never, ever been an indoor gardener, ever, I had children I had to take care of and focus on, <laughs> not planting. Never an indoor garden. Now I have a whole room. Yeah, I have a, a conservatory plant of plants in the room that I sit with. I'm very happy with. I listen to them. They talk to me and tell me, water me, please. Mm-hmm. Please pay attention to me. But I have a whole room of pots now. Yeah. I've become more of a pot gardener in this new location than I was in New York.
0: And let's and talk about the
1: beauty of I pot. also have a water. I also have water plants that grow in water. I go into
0: the yard and I cut these mm-hmm. these Monsteras. What are they? Monsteras uh, or leaves? Variegated pothos and philodendron grow like weeds here and they look like Thai constellation Monsteras. So we've been trimming them, but you have variegated pothos that grow all over your back like weeds like, that we just cut and basically propagate. You're basically just putting them in water and yeah, letting but their, they're, yeah they're really quite spectacular. They're spectacular and they're free, <laughs> which is great. Free, free works. But that's a great example of using, you know, what's around and using what works for you and then bringing it indoors. Also knowing that, you know, in five years, if you don't give those plants nutrients, eventually they'll die, but they look great right. and they're free. So who cares? You know, right. I wanted to go back to, you said pots. I think pots and grow bags are a great thing for people who have just moved because you can move them. So talk about why. Well, you're in pots because you're scared of snakes. But right. talk about I'm why in you're pots in pots because I'm scared of snakes and I don't want to meet one
1: in my yard. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be an outdoor gardener at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have pots.
0: And you I also think, have requested raised beds for right. Christmas.
1: I would like raised beds for Christmas. I'd like those tables that have dirt in them that I could just water with my hose, and I don't have to bend over. You know, I'm in my 60s. I'm 63 years old, and quite frankly, when you bend over for two hours and you get up, you don't feel as good. (laughs) Especially in the hot, beating sun. In the hot, beating sun, there's days that you feel sunstroke after it. So I would like to be more of an upright gardener. And not have that heavy bend over work. So that's what my new goal is going to be is to do outdoor gardening on a table high on a table, if I do the outside. I would like to try a grow table. Um, I like the grow bags for the inside of my indoor area. I like them because they're easy to carry. Mm-hmm. I have some very pretty pots that are a beast. To lift and lower. Yeah. They have big plants in them, and they're very pretty. But they are a beast to lift and lower. So gardeners should also not only focus on your sun and your light, your dirt and your sand, your seed, but focus on your body. Because your success is going to be how successful your body stays focused on whatever you plan on doing and feels. Because if my back's hurting... I'm not going outside. Totally. If my knee hurts. I'm not bending down on my knee. So, you know, you age in gardening and it, it becomes a different thing for you. So pay attention, stay tuned to yourself first, and then see what you can give to the earth and your pots and your plants.
0: Before we dive into this discussion of seasons of life, which I think is very poetic and beautiful. I just wanted to ask, who else have you been asking advice from? Oh, so when you- I, I talk to my gardener who speaks Latin at me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as I walk around, I'm always, you know, I have my little, uh, let, let's see what they're growing mm-hmm. in their garden. And when the people walk outside, I walk right up to them and introduce myself as a gardener who just moved here. And I'm wondering what works and what doesn't work. And people are so happy yeah. to connect with another gardener. They're like, oh, I got fruit trees in the back. You want to see them? So this one woman on my block she says, yes, I have fruit trees. And I said, you have fruit trees here? She goes, yeah. I said, well, I have limey. I have a couple of uh, citrus trees. She goes, Oh. I have limes, lemons, avocados, bananas, Guava. papayas, guavas. I said, where? And she takes me to the back of her house. You're not allowed to grow fruit in the front of your mm-hmm. house here in Florida because the fruit falls and all the animals comes to eat them. But you can in the back. And as we walk into the back of her house, there's a herd of ibises, which are these white birds that are about a foot tall with these really long beaks. And he has three sandhill cranes that are, like, protecting the garden.
0: Yeah. And they're
1: alive. Sandhill cranes are about four feet, five feet tall. And they're beautiful birds. I thought they were ostriches when I first moved to Florida. (laughs) And they're not scared of people. And they protect her garden there because I'm sure they're eating out of it. Yeah. And she had banana trees with like 50 bananas on on a sleeve. She had papayas. It was so exciting. And she said that she's going to bring me a basket of fruit when uh, Aww, it comes. You made a plant friend. I made a plant friend down there. But and I right next door to her. Mm-hmm. So she's Colombian, and right next door to her is an Asian woman mm-hmm. that has. All kinds of bamboos growing all over the place. So she has her flavor of planting there too. And she propagates in a ton of little pots which it looks a little bit junky to me, but it's okay. <laughs> a ton of little pots all over the place. And she's got so much going on there. It's hard to focus on what she's got going on, but I think nature's taking care of her. Yeah. So anyway, those are my two friends. So you have to walk around. You got to look. You got to talk to the experts, i.e. your gardener. Mm-hmm. Talk in garden centers to your
0: local, you know, you can go to a garden yes. center. And talk to the people there. Ideally, Um, like a local garden center instead of a big box store. Right. In my town, too, it's been tremendously helpful going to our local garden center and asking the women who work there because they're so knowledgeable. If they're working in a garden center, they're gardeners. Well, I also like looking for the little Italians. Always. When
1: I go to a garden center, big or small, I look around to see who's shopping because... The, there are gardeners there that are shopping that have a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the people work in the cash registers in the store, they don't know as much as right. the guys that Who are, are there actually buying the to shop. Yeah, And I look for like the mom and pop ones mm-hmm. because they have the experience of what's going to grow and what's not going to grow. I, I have that. had some of the best lessons mm-hmm. in growing things from the little old lady or the little old man that I have met at the garden center. I'm probably the little old lady you guys will meet at the garden center. <laughs> so and look how much we're learning me. from you. <laughs> if you ever see me at the garden center, please stop. I'd be sure to tell you a thing or two. Yeah. But um, I always look for the little old lady, little old man at the garden center.
0: Thank you. Thank you to Espoma Organics. Espoma Organics is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to making safe indoor and outdoor gardening products for people, pets, and the planet. Plant friends, this episode is all about change and transition. And no matter what you're growing, no matter where you're growing it, Espoma probably has the right products for you. When my mom lived in New York, she used their garden soil. She used their biotone fertilizer, her tomato tone for her tomato plants. Now that she's moved south, I picked her up some of their Espoma cactus mix for her palms, her citrus, and her cacti that she's going to experiment growing down here She mentions that she's going to transition from in-ground gardening to raised bed gardening when she's in Florida. So we're also going to hook her up with some raised bed gardening mix for those raised beds when we get them installed. And because she's into palm trees and citrus down here, I'm going to be giving her some palm tone and citrus tone fertilizers by Espoma made specifically for tropical plants. So... She'll be set up for success as she explores growing these plants for the first time. But no matter where you live, they've got a garden soil, a potting mix, and a tone or plant food for you. To learn more about their organic indoor and outdoor products for plants, people, and the planet, visit espoma.com to see where your local Espoma dealers are, or you can click the link in the show notes to go to the Bloom & Grow Espoma Amazon storefront to see my favorite picks online. Take plant friends, there is no one right starter plant. There, I said it. And you know what? While I'm at it, there are also no real plant killers in the world. There are just people who have not figured out their right plants for their lifestyle. This is why I created the free plant parent personality test because plant friend, I want you to get thriving alongside your houseplants as quickly as possible. So I made this cutie little plant parent personality quiz that's totally free for you on my website to take the guesswork out of building your plant collection effortlessly and joyfully. After speaking to thousands of members in our community, I realized that there are about five key plant parent personalities, each one with their unique set of strengths, weaknesses, and a unique set of plants that thrive under their care. For example, a mindful plant parent, someone who wants to engage with their plants daily, use them in their morning routines. If someone gifted that plant parent a succulent and they watered it every day, that succulent would die immediately. However, that drought-resistant succulent is a perfect match for a low-key plant parent, which is someone who travels, has kids, is busy, doesn't have time to engage with their plants every day, they're looking to engage with their plants more like once a week or once every couple of weeks. In addition, obviously, to understanding your light and basic plant care that we provide on this podcast, Happy Plant Parenthood is all about discovering your personality and then picking the right houseplants to go with it. It's that simple. No more stressing over your collection. So what plant parent personality type are you, plant friend? All you got to do to find out is take my free quiz on my website and let me know. You can access it at growingjoywithmaria.com slash personality. After taking the test, you'll get an email with a list of plants, podcast episodes, and planty projects that I think would light you specifically up like a full spectrum grow light. So once again, that's growingjoywithmaria.com slash personality for your free plant parent personality test results. But and also my first couple of visits, I noticed that you were definitely like hawkeyeing all of the other, all of your other neighbors, what they're growing, what works, how they're doing it. You know, look at this tree, look at that tree, look at those impatience, blah, blah, blah. You know, it takes time to observe it really takes and time. it takes time to make plant friends. I mean, that was my whole experience with Melody too. I yeah. moved to the country. I didn't know anything about gardening. And I like went on this website and asked if anybody would help me. And she did, but she became one of my closest friends that year, you know? So, um, you never know, like, I do feel like looking for, you know, asking the gardeners, the landscapers, making plant friends, using the local garden centers. There's so much free education you can get from people who know what they're doing to help expedite your journey in figuring this out because you're really in a different world down here. Right. And you've got to like, ebb and flow so with that oh, well you know and the other thing i do want to say
1: have fun with it experiment so talk about your zinnias yeah so i'm in the dollar store okay i'm in the dollar store i'm buying candles to go to church and light my candle but i walk by this bag for a dollar of zinnias zinnias in sawdust i think that's what it was Zinnias in right. sawdust. it was a dollar i said let me see. Let me buy a couple of bags of zinnias. So I bought two bags of zinnias in sawdust and I threw it in my front, off my front steps, one bag and one bag. And I threw that sandy soil on top of it thinking it's a dollar. Right. I must've gotten 25 to 50 zinnias from each bag. Of zinnias in sawdust. Best so dollar ever spent. It's the best dollar I ever spent. And I smile every time I walk out on my front steps thinking, right. look, this is the dollar store I can't Zinia. believe it worked. I right. can't believe it worked. Because you know, you buy those like wildflower things, you wonder if they work. This worked. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. It worked great. And then, so I also bought in New York, I had a number. I had some spectacular morning glories growing on Mm -hmm. my next-door neighbor's hedge. Oh, (laughs) they were amazing. I planted them underneath the hedge hedge that separated our houses. She had such a boring garden. I had a beautiful garden, and I planted these morning glories. Hundreds of flowers was gorgeous on the hedge. It was really quite gorgeous. People would stop. So I see the morning glories here, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's so hot. But I got a thing called a moonflower, okay. which was white. And once I did, I, you know, I do like doing white gardens for nighttime
0: mm-hmm. viewing, because mm-hmm. if you
1: have all white flowers in your garden at night, it looks like you have lights on. Mm-hmm. So if you do all white impatience, where you do, well, morning glories aren't bloomed at night. But the moonflower is open Mm -hmm. at night. And so I planted, you know, a pack, a $1.69 pack of moonflowers around one of my palm trees. And the vines grew all over it. I had an abundance of moonflower, of moonflowers. So that was just like a packet of seeds, but it gave me great joy. So, you know, give yourself a little bit of joy even and and, and flexibility it, and flexibility and you know if if it doesn't bloom it's a dollar sixty nine.
0: Yeah. Like in your first couple of years, the stakes don't need to be high, right? Like you can buy yourself the seed packs, you know, seeds are good. Cause they're more affordable too, to yeah, try and experiment and killing with killing a plant. Um, but also like just trust that this is your transitional experimentation, you know, time and, and trust that stuff will work and stuff won't work. And it's all good. You're learning. Yeah. You're like a baby again, like learning to walk again, right. really. If you think about it, I am. Here. So let's talk about speaking of babies and you know, you mentioned your age, you've kind of talked about how you're in a different season of life now. So you're a gardener in a different season. And my favorite thing is to talk about the different seasons of our lives, you know, in addition to the seasons that we garden in. So what does this current season look like for you?
1: Well, you know, I'm very lucky. Um, I'm 63 years old. I'm very lucky. I'm in good health. My limbs don't hurt. My back doesn't hurt. I'm active so I can use a shovel. I can use a pitchfork. I can use all these things,
0: but I get tired yeah. quicker. And you're, you got things going on and I'm playing golf. You're in the junior league. Like you got us pretty lot packed social schedule. No, I play for botchy, I play person. golf. Yeah. I do junior league. Oh yeah. Mom's the,
1: mom's the president of the bocce team. I'm tier. not president. I was the uh, captain. 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 La capitane. Yeah. So anyway, but, you know, I gardening is an important part of my life, so I do like to do it. Um, so in New York, when I garden, I also am an operating room nurse, and I don't like disease or bugs or anything. So when I went out to the garden, I was dressed as if I was going into battle or surgery. Yeah. I had long pants. I had socks covering the cuffs. I had sneakers. From pants, I had long sleeve shirt. I had double gloves. I had a pair of nylon gloves underneath, a pair of rubber gloves on top. And I had a big sun hat and suntan lotion on my face. I was prepared for battle with, you know, working and not getting contaminated or cut or have any animal bite me. Because this is what happens when you're in the garden. And, you know, my kids think I'm a little bit much, because when they would help me, I would make them dress like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would love these new gardening gloves I got. They go all the way up to your shoulders. But now, when I dress like that in Florida, I sweat five pounds off. Yeah. it's you know You have to think about how much you're sweating, too. Because I felt like I had heat stroke mm-hmm. one day. I was out for an hour. I came in, and I had to actually submerge in water to get my body temperature back to a normal space. Because... All those
0: clothes and the heat didn't Mm -hmm. work. So maybe we need to get you some more technical, lighter weight, breathable, long sleeves too.
1: No, I just don't want anything to bite me. Yeah. (laughs) But so anyway, I I have to pay attention to things like that. So if I sweat, I'm going to get more tired. If I'm more tired, I'm not going to get the whole job done. If I don't get the whole job done, I'm going to be upset. Right. You're going to have a half-grown (laughs) garden. Because I'm thinking like I could do things like I was 35. I'm not 35 anymore. I am older and I have to pace myself. Mm -hmm. So if I have a gardening project, it might take me two days to get it done. Because you have to start early in the morning here because it gets too hot. Yeah. You know, if you're in more temperate climate, maybe you can work more during the day, not here, early in the morning, or it gets hot. So I have to piece my timing differently too. So I, I don't want to find myself bending down on my knees. I don't want to be crouched on my knees because that will bother me in another day. And I want to be able to move around. So it's got to be, it's got to stay joyful the mm-hmm. next day. It can't be painful the next day. Yeah. So you got to pay attention you got to pay attention to your body. Some people might have blood pressure issues. When they bend over, they get up, they get dizzy. The last thing you want to be in your garden is dizzy by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you've got thorny roses around that you could fall into. Right. Yeah. Um, If you are on, you know, you got to think about if you're on, I'm not baby aspirin right now, I'm not on baby aspirin, but if you're on baby aspirin, you might bleed profusely from a thorn. Mm -hmm. If you get stuck with a thorn, you might bleed profusely. So think about that. Make sure you cover yourself from any kind of scratches that you might get from
0: gardening because you will get scratched. Oh, for sure. But it sounds like you're figuring out a new way to make your gardening habit continue to work for you. Correct. Instead of you working it for it or it right. working against you. It's much more
1: controllable to have pots in the house. I water once a week or if they're screaming at me. Yeah. Because it was, in, you know, you could tell when your plants need water. And it's smaller, yeah. It's smaller, but I order uh, pretty much, I know that once or twice a week I have to water. Yeah. Um,
0: And frankly, I bet the shade, if we wanted to do herbs, if we get you some raised bed planters, I bet the shade of your house is actually bright enough for herbs even to thrive in because the herbs are going to be too, it's going to be too much sun. It's the sun here is so crazy powerful. Well, you know, it's interesting
1: because here's a point about the time when I first got this brainstorm that I'm going to get these tables that I'm going to grow herbs I was going to put it on the southern side of the house yeah. instead I'm going to put it on the northern side of the house I which so. has shade all day yeah. long and I have a hose there mm-hmm. and nobody sees me do what I'm doing right so I have privacy I have a hose I have quiet and I will be successful there. Yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna be on the southern side of the house where the, the light is, but I. But it takes you time to figure these things out. Totally. You're not, and you're not gonna read this in a book, and you're not gonna get this from a gardener. You have to live in your space and figure it out.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, I this think was we This is great. Have. Well, what are your, uh, as we wrap up, what are your goals for your next year in your garden? I'm going to have a sunflower garden this season. Oh, yeah? That's
1: the, that's the goal? Okay. I'm going to have a sunflower garden. And In raised beds? Or you are you going to do it? No, gonna do I'm going to do it out there. Okay, I'm going to do it again. I failed last year. Last year, I put 200 seeds down. I bought the soil. I bought compost. I put it down. And the animals ate it. But that was a different part of the year. So I'm going to try it now and see if okay. I can grow some sunflowers over there. I I bet put, the
0: b- ladies of the Botanical Garden probably have
1: great suggestions for you too. Yeah. I'm going to try because I want to put sunflowers on the golf course. Yeah, that would be beautiful. So everybody sees my yeah. sunflowers. Um, that would be amazing. That's one thing. I'm going to grow some vines on these boring hedges that I have, just like I mm-hmm. have
0: but I'm going to grow a lot of them now and that blooming I, vines. Cause blooming I think vines. you also really like flowers. I like flowers. You've always grown a lot of flowers. And I think Florida is more foliage based yes. than flowers it's here. Shades of so green. we've got to figure out the right flowers for Florida you. Florida
1: is shades of green.
0: Yeah. And where you really had a blooming garden. I had hydrangeas. I had a
1: rose garden. I had hydrangeas. I had 200 sunflowers. Yeah. I had, I had a lavender garden. I had butterfly bushes. Mm-hmm. I had all these wonderful things that gave you color. Yeah. Um, I had all those got African to that daisies. Out. Mm-hmm. So mm, got to figure that out. So I'll try again. I'm going to try the sunflowers again. What does that cost me? Three, right. four or five packs of seeds. I have a bird. I'm going to collect all his seed, uh, sunflowers he doesn't like. <laughs> I'm going to throw eat. them out there too. <laughs> Why not? Why not? And then I think... I'm going to put a smell like bleach on top of it or peppermint or peppermint. No, I think something nasty really bad. Okay.
0: (laughs) And we can probably figure that out too. There are some sprays that you can get. Yeah. On top of because I'm not eating the sunflower, but that's also something probably the gardener would be able to suggest, or your friend down the road, yeah, because she deals with pests if she's growing fruits. So maybe that's right. a good thing to ask her too. And that's where the plant friends come in. So right, I'm happy to hear you're making plant friends. Yes,
1: and you live in ball. paradise.
0: I'm happy to be visiting you. It's totally worth it. Your move, even though you lost your old garden, is totally worth living in paradise, golfing to your heart's content, you know, and.
1: You know, my New York season was a great season. It was a great season. And, you know, there are many seasons in life and, you know, just be open to them. Take them as they come because they're all going to be great if you have a great attitude about them. You totally. Know? So this is going to be a great season once I figure it out, but it's going to take me a little
0: time. And you'll keep us posted. I'll keep you on posted. On Instagram and uh, we'll have you back in, for you know, in a couple of months for an update on Instagram. Okay. Or on the podcast. Yeah.
1: All right. Okay, let's do cool. it. All, All right. right. Keep thanks, loving and growing everyone.
0: <laughs> thanks again to Mama Fiella for joining me. It was so fun to sit with her on the couch in her living room. We had a view of her beautiful pool and palm trees. I feel very fortunate to have this conversation of her transition kind of memorialized forever We've all been through transitions, you know. Even just listening to her talk, I moved from you know the city to the country. That was a huge transition for me, and I definitely realized that, you know, starting out, I kind of went way too hard in the paint in my first year, and I really could have benefited from taking a deep breath and relaxing (laughs) instead of going so hard with the with the garden journey. But you know, we get that gardener's itch, and it just feels so fortunate that. I now, with my parents living down here, I get to to enjoy the benefit of two different areas. I get to, you know, winter in the Catskills and enjoy, you know, the edible garden that we have in, in New York that that garden zone allows for. And then it's fun that I get to come down here and it really coming to Florida. If you live in New York, it feels like you're truly leaving the country. It's completely different vegetation, completely different weather, you know, it's warm at night. If you live in the South, you don't understand this, but even in the dead of summer in New York, especially in the mountains where I live, like it's it's cold. It's in the 60s at night, and it's so bizarre walking around Florida at 9 p.m. and having it be balmy and 80. It's just, it's so unusual for us. But yes, Billy and I are enjoying being part-time snowbirds, and I'm really enjoying just walking around seeing all of the philodendron and monstera and palms and dracaena, just Out in people's front yards, thriving, blooming, snake plants blooming everywhere, where we work so hard in upstate New York to keep them alive. Anyway, wherever you live, uh, whatever season of life you are in, I hope you find some joy from your plants this week. I hope you spend some concentrated, screen-free time with your plants this week, and I hope you allow whatever is supposed to unfurl to unfurl for you in whatever season of life you're in Wherever you are around the world, plant friends, it's wild to think that uh, this podcast gets listened to, like I think, in over 80 countries, which is totally weird if I sit and think about it. But yeah, we're all going through transitions together as a community, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. And as we approach the holiday seasons, I certainly hope that your plans help you de-stress in the stress that the holidays can bring. And also speaking of the holidays, support Bloom and Grow sponsors if you can. They're who help keep the lights on over here so I can keep making this awesome content for you. And with that, my sweet plant friends, until next time, keep blooming and keep growing joy. Friend, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, make sure that you're subscribed to the show on your preferred podcast player so you never miss an episode. And while you're there subscribing, if you wouldn't mind clicking over to the review section and leaving us a review, that would be tremendous. Reviews are so helpful for the growth of the podcast, so thank you so much in advance. If you're looking for more opportunities to grow as a plant parent with Bloom and Grow content, we have so many fun options for you that I want to tell you about. First off, there is the free Bloom and grow plant parent personality test. It's free. It's super fun. And it only takes three minutes to complete. You take the test and you get your plant parent personality profile. And with that, you get a list of your strengths and weaknesses as a plant parent. And most importantly, my curated list of plants, projects, and podcast episodes that are perfectly suited for you and your planty interests based on your results. The test lives at bloomandgrowradio.com personality and can always be found in the show notes of this episode. Okay, Plant Friends, here's the really good stuff. If you are looking to really grow and up-level your plant parent skills this year, I cordially and proudly invite you to join the Bloom and Grow Virtual Garden Society, rooted in high-quality education and plant community. Plant Friends, this is not your grandma's garden society. It's virtual and therefore connects you with Plant Friends around the world, accessed via our proprietary garden party platform and app, and has the best educational and community-based content and resources. Available to anyone. When you join, you get immediate access to the entire Bloom and Grow Garden Party platform and app, which is our exclusive space off social media, algorithm free, troll free, with tons of amazing ways to meet other plant parents like you, like regional groups, daily conversation prompts, and even a plant swap space, which is pretty cool. And in addition to that, you get all of the exclusive premium society content, which is three monthly live calls with myself and our horticulturist in residence and beloved Bloom and Grow Radio guest, Leslie Halleck. All in the interest of helping you grow. Leslie hosts monthly node of knowledge plant science lectures and monthly office hours, which we call AHAs or ask our horticulturist anythings, where you can troubleshoot your personal plant collection problems with her. Think about that. You have access to a horticulturist to troubleshoot your personal plant care issues. So amazing. And then I host monthly growing joy calls for community development and to explore the plant care self-care aspect of plant parenthood. Plus, when you join, you not only get access to the upcoming live calls, but you get full access to all of the replays of previous calls and lectures, like The Science of Plant Dormancy or Grow Lights 101 and beyond. So you can binge your way to your best year yet of plant parenthood. Please come join us. We're having so much fun. Learn more by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting jointhegardensociety.com. For anything else, plant friend, I'm here for you. Feel free to drop me a line when you have an idea for an episode, an event, or even if you're a planty business interested in sponsoring the show. And of course, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily planty silliness, musings, and behind the scenes podcast content. Thank you again for listening to Bloom and Grow Radio. It is my true honor and delight to always help you keep blooming and keep growing. propagate knowledge and grow some freaking joy that's the motto of the growing joy garden society app and platform otherwise known as the plantiest and kindest corner of the internet if you've been an og listener or a longtime listener you might also know this app and platform as the bloom and grow garden party but with the rebrand we've rebranded it to the growing joy garden society no trolls allowed kind plant friends only And if you haven't heard about the society yet, Plant Friend, you got to join. It's my online community that you can access via iOS or Android app or on your computer that I built to connect our international community of Plant Friends so we can all nerd out together about plants and celebrate our passion for our beloved plant babies. We have members literally all over the world. I'm so in love with this community of Sweet Plant Friends. I can't say enough amazing things about them. But also there's a lot of really cool features about the app you might be interested in. There's dedicated hashtags to all sorts of different subsects of planty passions like houseplants, gardening, plant inspired DIY projects, growing joy, plants and pets, and so many more. There's a plantrepreneur group. So, if you're a planty entrepreneur and you want to connect with other planty entrepreneurs, you can join that group to connect and network. There's a plant swap section. Plus, the entire app, and this is my favorite part, is entirely searchable. So, say you want to learn more about Hoya, you type the word Hoya into the search bar, and literally every post ever created about Hoya will. Pop up so you can click in, see what other people have been posting about Hoya, and learn on your own and crowdsource hair information. It's so cool. But last but not least, it's an amazing way to support the show. Your monthly membership not only goes to sustaining the platform, but it also supports my team of editors, writers, and a community manager that help the world of Bloom and Grow keep growing. So come join us. All you got to do is go to jointhegardensociety.com and sign up for the community plan. Once again, you go to jointhegardensociety.com and click the community plan. Hot take plant friends. There is no one right starter plant. There, I said it. And you know what? While I'm at it, there are also no real plant killers in the world. There are just people who have not figured out their right plants for their lifestyle. This is why I created the free plant parent personality test, because plant friend, I want you to get thriving alongside your houseplants as quickly as possible, so I made this cutie little plant parent personality quiz that's totally free for you on my website to take the guesswork out of building your plant collection effortlessly and joyfully. After speaking to thousands of members in our community, I realized that there are about five key plant parent personalities, each one with their unique set of strengths, weaknesses, and a unique set of plants that thrive under their care. For example, a mindful plant parent, someone who wants to engage with their plants daily, use them in their morning routines. If someone gifted that plant parent a succulent and they watered it every day, that succulent would die immediately. However, that drought-resistant succulent is a perfect match for a low-key plant parent, which is someone who travels, has kids, is busy, doesn't have time to engage with their plants every day, they're looking to engage with their plants more like once a week or once every couple of weeks. In addition, obviously, to understanding your light and basic plant care that we provide on this podcast, Happy Plant Parenthood is all about discovering your personality and then picking the right house plants to go with it. It's that simple. No more stressing over your collection. So what plant parent personality type are you, plant friend? All you got to do to find out is take my free quiz on my website and let me know. You can access it at growingjoywithmaria.com slash personality. After taking the test, you'll get an email with a list of plants, podcast episodes, and planty projects that I think would light you specifically up like a full spectrum grow light. So once again, that's growingjoywithmaria.com slash personality for your free plant parent personality test results.